When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to a long-awaited At The Buzzer podcast. We are a Ralph Report podcast, always, who always do the best that we can to give you what you need uh, regarding the Colorado athletics. Um, it has been summer break for us, like it has been for so many people, including the Colorado Buffaloes football team and basketball team and other teams. But we finally found a way to reconvene um, at an exciting time to uh, give us some updates. Um, and by we, of course, I mean one of our co-hosts, which is me, Jack. Hello. Hello again. And our other co-host, Sam. Yeah, uh, I would also say How that... You, uh, hi. Um, we also realized, I think, in tandem that we make about, on this new contract, uh, about $3 per episode total. <laughs> so, um, the... We, we do it for the love of the game always, man. We we thought we'd be in this new new era of getting getting back out there, uh, working really hard to get interviews. And I think we went about three episodes before the paycheck came. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, Ugh. all right. Um, yeah, so I have not I've not been prioritizing this as much as I should have. <laughs> um we yeah, never we yeah. never did it for the for the we never did it for the paycheck and um, no we did it because I, I will say though <laughs> <laughs> and we do it for the credentials we do it for the credentials yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Which, because hey, we use hey, it baby uh, RalphieReport.com is now a FIBA certified media credentialed publication oh, yeah <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how yeah. it happens but uh our editor john he basically like i don't know he, i guess he has connections with team usa basketball and helped get me uh, a press pass to go to hungary and so now i am in Debrecen, hungary covering this tournament only for a few days because i uh, i have some school stuff that i have to take care of um but yeah i'm here i'm with team usa i interviewed Tad Boyle earlier today, the head coach of the Team USA under-19 team. Um, and I'm going to talk to Cody Williams tomorrow, the five-star freshman who we're all excited about. Yeah, just to uh, give people a little more context as to why we care so much about Team USA, Tad Boyle is coaching the under-19 team, I think for the second year in a row, third year in a row. Um, um, he was, Yeah, he was the head coach of the U18 team last year in the Americas okay. competition. That was where he coached Kalel Ware, okay. hence why people thought that we might be recruiting Kalel Ware. 
Um, and it might be why uh, Steve had enough information to not recruit Kalel Walker. Walker <laughs> though he, in the end, uh-huh. he's gonna he's gonna do great. Um, also, so anyways, uh, uh, there was a red flag that uh, Gigi Jackson was getting DNPs for the Team USA last summer <laughs> with Tad Boyle. Wow! I shout out Gigi Jackson. I forgot about him. Oh yeah, well, um, uh, so did the NBA. He went like pick forty-five in the <laughs> NBA draft. Oh man, um, we're just coming out hot today. So that's that's why we did any of this is uh, because Tab Boyle and, and uh, Cody Williams are going to be obviously huge parts of CU basketball next year, uh, and it's cool that we get to look at them before that even starts um, and and talk to Tab Boyle. So you you just did that, and we're putting that up on the site um, when we can. But uh, how was how was that boy? Who is our boy? Is it Tad or Cody? Tad. Oh, he's he's good. He's happy to be coaching. He likes it. He's um he's a little bit what? No, I I, I certainly hope he likes it. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's he's like, done it for uh, a long time. No, it's like it's good for him to like coach a team that he's not like completely invested in. Because, like, he's not yelling at players in practice, which is good. I don't think he yells at people. Like, he's not, like, fucking Chris Beard. Oh, my God. No, he's, like, no, he it, He just seems like he's enjoying it, letting it flow. Um, he's very clearly frustrated with the team that they uh, – he's only been able to work with this team for two weeks, and he basically hasn't – they don't know how to play defense just yet. They almost lost to Slovenia last night because they didn't know that. how to. Yeah, they they couldn't they couldn't hedge a pick and roll, and they kept getting cut up. Um, and uh, the offense is clunky. The coaches, the players are figuring out how to play with each other. Um, it looks like a team that's been together two weeks versus like the Slovenian national team, which I think they've been in competitions with the same core for the last several years. Um. Um, but they they pulled away. Well, uh, I almost had the buffs, but the Americans, and, yeah. <laughs> well, what are what are buffs if not Americans? Um, American national ma- mammal. Shout out. Um, I also think that, of course, like America can no longer. I shouldn't say can no longer, but. Uh, you can't really out talent people, right? Anymore, especially at the U nineteen level, like it's hard. Um, and isn't the lead guard Kylan Boswell? Yes, I fucking love Kylan Boswell. Have you watched him play? Um, I he I have. He was on Arizona last year. For those who might know yeah. that name, and he became more of a big deal for them near the end of the year. He was um, a seventeen year old freshman. Well, yeah, and he will be a huge part of their team this year. Uh, and he he's fun, but he can't shoot, right? Um, he can shoot mid ranges like very well. He loves getting people into like the the hostage dribble, you know, and then bump them and then fade to the left for a little midi. That, that's his go to. Um, it's very nice. He his form's very not that bad for three, but um, he's like an Andre Miller type floor general who's going to big ass his way i think he's smaller than andre but uh 
Andre was pretty big. No, yeah, yeah. No, I know Andre was huge, but um, what am I gonna throw out a Grievous Vasquez reference to for people? Um, wow, I, I mean, think nas- almost national champ or national champ. Did he make? I don't remember. No, they weren't. They were that was Steve Blake, Maryland, who won the national championship. Grievous Vasquez was ACC player of the year. Um, but again, like Boswell, Boswell is smaller than those guys. It's just like the type of play he does. It's we're going. It's going to be fucking annoying because he's so calm so smart and he makes a really great defensive plays um and he gets to his spots on offense and facilitates pretty well just a really good team player and i asked like uh i asked tad about him and yeah he was saying that really good player uh it's tough that they're gonna have to face him in fact all play Um, and you also asked Tad about, of course, Cody Williams, the guy we most care about on this team. Um, and thank God for Tad stacking the deck so we can get more time with his his boy um, yeah. in the off season. <laughs> um, how's he look? Uh, well, okay. So I wish that I could do the audio recording I have with Tad for this podcast, um, but someone forgot to bring the microphone to their own face when they're asking questions um so the audio is unusable <laughs> i can't put be- i can't believe Toronto would do that yeah definitely not someone who is not used to interviewing people um <laughs> well okay so the context is that cody he started the first game or he started both games and then against slovenia he played a little bit in the first half because they're rotating 12 guys. Um, and then he only played a few minutes in the second half. Didn't really look very good. Um, and Slovenia was completely sagging off of him. And he wasn't taking the catch and shoot threes when he got the ball. Um, and it wasn't really working. So uh, the coaches switched up the um, like who was playing, basically. And kind of the offense hit stride when Trey Johnson, the number one recruit for this high school class, uh, he's a nasty shooter. The offense just looked a lot better with him in. Um, so they they mostly kept him in, and Cody didn't play the rest of the game. Um, we can talk about that, because that's a big weakness for Cody. Well, his shots always looked a little weird. Um... Yeah. And I don't think he's going to lean on that uh, in college, but you don't want it to be that much of a hindrance, especially with a team like CU, and we can talk about this in a second, where uh, shooting was like the big need this offseason, and there's no real (laughs) clear answer to that need still. Yeah. um, I think Cody shot like 32% or something from three in high school, which is pretty bad considering that teams give him a lot of room to shoot and it's a shorter line shot the form isn't that good he's not confident with it which is really the issue um and like again like Slovenia was sagging off of him so he couldn't blow by them he couldn't beat them off the dribble because they they gave him two steps um and like I think that could be mitigated if he has the ball in his hands and KJ's playing off the ball, like KJ Simpson, which I think they're going to do a lot. And Tad did say that they're going to use him as a ball handler a lot. They're going to play him at the two guard. 
uh, and the mm-hmm. wing. Um, mm-hmm. But on this team, on this USA team, they have a lot of guards who are a little bit better with the ball. Um, so Cody can't play on ball. Um, so I think that they can mitigate the weakness a little bit and they'll push the tempo quite a bit. See you, Will. I mean, he is an incredible, I think, I guess, an incredibly incredible athlete with his first step and how long he is. And I really like mm. his bag around the rim. It sounds like you don't, you're not a huge fan of, uh, like his, you don't think he's as explosive as you expect him to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think part of it, like, I know you shouldn't read into the McDonald's All-American game because it's a pickup game. And he did have a good game, but he just like when when you see him playing against like really good athletic wings who are about his size and length, he couldn't really create any separation, and he kept getting like I think he got blocked three times on layups at the All American game. Part of that is Ron Holland um, is a crazy athlete and was chasing down some of those blocks, but against Slovenia too, the one time he drove and got a step on a guy, he got blocked by by a Slovenian guy who is shorter than him. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about that. I do like the bag. I do like that he finishes with both hands. Yeah. Um, and he has, like, his biggest strength is the long steps, not necessarily the explosive steps. Um, and I think also, like, this is his first time playing against elite athletes, against the physicality of FIBA. And I think he'll learn and adjust. It's just, for me, it's a little bit uh, worrying that, like, I don't know what a top five projected pick is supposed to look like, but he doesn't really look like that to me right now. And I think that we should not have those expectations on him. Uh, I mean, we both also, I think, have taken a longer view with what he might look like than some others have because of how highly rated he's been. I think just, I don't know, reading any scouting reports on him, uh, he is projected so high because of what he could be, right? Mm-hmm. And, and NBA pedigree with his brother and, um, you know, obviously guard skills and a 6'9 frame. Like, yeah, but I mean, all of that like, takes... Go ahead. The, the, him being a late bloomer and only skyrocketing lately, you're like, oh, well, what, what will his growth be moving forward if he just grew that much this past year? Yeah, so what that means is, like, I wouldn't expect him – what's a good example? Like, Jaleel Okafor, as a prospect, was, like, pretty much Mm -hmm. done. And he was, like, a number top five recruit or whatever, but he was done. Um, And I I wouldn't expect Cody Williams to to have a a Jaleel Okafor, like, impact, where he was, like, the immediate best player on a – immediate best player on a national championship team. But – he also is going to play a lot. It's not like he's not. He is going to play a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of the Stanford guys that they brought in, the five-star wing, Zaire Williams and Harrison Ingram, um, who weren't quite ready to contribute in a way that was expected on them as five stars going to a smaller school, but did become good players. Um, and I think Harrison Ingram was better his freshman year than Zaire Williams was. And I think, like, Cody probably projects a little bit more like that if you're um, – but I, I think better. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like – so you're 
we will have a Cody Williams interview as well to be able to publish on the site soon. It sounds like. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how you know. I guess the the basic stuff, how he thinks his transition to college is going, how he thinks he'll be used next year. Um, but you know, I guess also want to hear about how he how he thinks about the rest of the team because there is uh, everyone arrived in Boulder this past this past week. Uh, what? Because everyone arrived in Boulder this past week. So, oh, um, well, yes. Before your segue, though, I did have a couple uh, quotes I can kind of share from Tad. Okay. Um, one was I was asking him about, um, like, Tad working with Cody before, like, over the offseason. And was, Tad was basically saying, Cody is one of the 12 guys on this team. And everybody is important to us right now. So, like, he's basically not getting preferential treatment. Um, and that like the, like what this team is working through right now, because they don't have that much time to like put in a system is they're trying to win with defense and rebounding, which is basically just Tad Boyle basketball. And right. I love it. Right. And so like Tad is really coaching these guys up in that way. And so he said that Cody is basically getting a feel for the, the philosophies of Colorado basketball, um, as well as reps on the floor. Um, and the other thing is that, like, I kind of alluded to it, but FIBA basketball is officiated differently than um, American basketball. It's a lot more physical, like there's a lot more contact allowed. And right. um, Tad said that um, one of Cody's, like, biggest weaknesses is that, like, he needs to learn how to play in a more physical, like, he needs to adjust to the physicality going from high school basketball to college basketball. And this is really good preparation for him to learn how to like go against the physical defense. Um, well, the Slovenia team is also under 19, right? Right. There, yeah, there's yeah, no... everybody is. Okay. But I guess they, they might be, I mean, they're allowed to play professionally over there. So they might already be professional. Yeah. Players yeah, yeah, that yeah. he's playing against. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to play Lebanon tomorrow. That's not going to teach us anything. Uh, they'll probably play China after that. Probably won't teach us anything. <laughs> um, but that's why I'm here. And then afterwards, they have to play France, who has some very talented players. I think they're overhyped mm -hmm. and not very good. Uh, they'll, they oh. might face... Oh, wow. Well, no, there's a guy named Zach Zachary uh, Risaka, who is a possible top pick uh next year and he just doesn't look that good like he looks like a glue guy and that's it um and then the spain team is looking really good um i think that will be a big challenge because they are playing hard on defense um they, they just blew out france because they were full court pressing the entire game uh well i guess speaking of if, if they need another coach that can full court press the whole game, I heard one became recently available from Morgantown due to some mm. unfortunate <laughs> mistakes. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Kirk Krissa is staying at West Virginia. So that's fun. Um, I won't say who, Jim. what, or when I saw this, but it did take less than 24 hours for a CU fan to say, Bob Huggins is available. Make the call, Rick. So, uh, yep. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Because we need that. We have BAC <laughs> of 0. 0.210 at yeah, 7.30 in the evening. 8.30 in the evening. Uh, he, he was in Pittsburgh and thought he was in Columbus, Ohio. So, you know, we've all been there. He, oh, um, I, just, I knew about the, the, the truck. Uh, in the trunk, there was a whole bag of uh, beer cans. And in the front, there was a growing bag of beer cans. <laughs> uh yeah man just you know normal 70 year old stuff right yep yeah oh yeah right Um, after uh the podcast that he was on too which we (laughs) thankfully we don't throw uh homophobic slurs around this podcast nor would we allow guests to do that (laughs) um yeah man what a self-destruction so um anyways Retracing back to my segue, uh, Cody Williams arrived in Boulder two weeks yeah. ago with the rest of the freshmen and new players. Um, so for CU, that meant um, Cody Williams, Courtney Anderson, and Sonny Giop, who we all knew about, um, returned with the rest of the team. And then the one person we didn't know about, the late-breaking finishing to the class, is, uh, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, I'm sure, Bangot Dak, um, who played last year in Omaha um, and was getting offers – from Power Five schools via prep school, basically. Um, yeah. Before he he signed with CU and and will will redshirt this year. Essentially, everyone is under the same impression that he will redshirt this year. Um, so you know, I think Sam and I spent about four months talking about how the need is for a shooter, a veteran, experienced shooter and player, and that would be best case. Uh, and what we got is the exact opposite of that. Um, so. <laughs> A lot of questions, but uh, I should say, yeah, as I was about to say, I should say before I get too mad about this year, um, that for the future, this is exactly, I mean, this is a tabloid recruit almost all the way. He he is already talking about defense as a 17-year-old freshman all the time. He's 6'10", has a frame, has some skill, has some athleticism, but, you know, not a lot to with a polished offense um and the hope is that the red shirt year lets him get a little bit stronger get a little bit cleaner in the offense and then he can uh learn some monster yeah seriously um Um, i mean is it worth mentioning that like iowa state and nebraska are we're trying to recruit him because like those those teams go pretty hard with recruiting especially in that region well, you want you want the lo- and you want the local powers to be interested in the guy that you pluck mm-hmm. out. So the fact that a Nebraska player is being chased by Big Twelve and Big Ten schools in that area um, is great. And and instead of doing the prep school route and then being off and then going to Nebraska or Iowa State, you basically said we have an open scholarly. We'll just use that on you, and you can get stronger faster at, at college because um, mm-hmm. we know we want you anyway. So. Um, you know, what that means is is that CU loses a scholarship to play with for this year. Um, and that hurts, I think, I guess. I, I will continue to go back to that. But um, for next year's team, you're, that, that front court, which is losing to Silva, um, is starting to look pretty 
if these players become anything, it's starting to look pretty crazy with with Hassan Giap, Joe Herbert, and Ben Dak also all becoming stronger this year um, and adding to, to senior year Eddie Lampkin next year. Yeah, that's a lot of bigs. Not a lot of wings. A lot of bigs. Not a lot of, not a lot of shooters. Nope. Um, we were hoping for Dalton Connect. He was probably number one on the list. Uh, he's He turned out to be too good. Teams realized that he was too good, and he's now at Tennessee. Uh, we thought we yeah, might I, get... I, not to belabor it too much, but a little. I heard a little something, something that he got a, a decent a money that is equivalent to a large portion of Tab Boyle's salary next year. Not like yeah. I, you know, not crazy, crazy amount, but just like to put in perspective where NIL stuff is happening, like. Yeah, Connect Connect got good money and he deserves it. Yeah, um, no, he's he good. He does not have good money to give. Yeah, uh, Chance McMillian going to Texas Tech. Also, they're throwing around booster money at NIL, uh, although they didn't pay it to all their players last year, uh, such as Fardos IMAC. That's one I really wish CU could have won. I I, I yeah. think CU was in, in it to the very end. He visited. I really wanted CU to win that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you missed my segue, which is Fardas Imac, formerly of Utah Valley. He's going to Cal uh, because mm-hmm. Texas Tech wasn't paying him the NIL he was promised. Um, and he's probably, he might be joined by Trey Woodbury uh, at Cal, also a former Utah Valley State mm-hmm. player or Utah Valley that we tried to get in. It seemed that NIL was prohibitive as well. Um, I last saw rumors of him obviously going to Cal to follow the coach. And then Illinois also getting in because apparently Illinois has some scholarship. Uh, uh, Illinois has been a, a mess. And, you know, I don't yeah. know how much we want to talk about national recruiting, but Illinois has been the lead on like four different point guards and has lost out on all of them. And then <laughs> one of the only guards they got that was anything was an Iowa State transfer who they basically had to drop this past week because it's rumor there it's rumored mm-hmm. that this player. Um, is implicated with all the other Iowa State athletes that uh, gambled on oh, Iowa State games, shit. supposedly. Damn. Um, so he's not going to be eligible. So basically, Illinois is trying desperately to get any yeah. sort of uh, guard that does anything, uh, and, and it's been hard for them. I wonder what's going on with Illinois, because like Andre Curbelo had the whole situation that happened. Um, they had another player named, I think, Zachary Perrin, who is one of France's best player at this competition, he left after like a month at the program. Um, it just seems, yeah, a bit messy with Brad Underwood. Um, yeah, yeah um, we don't we don't have a shooter. NIL issues prove a problem. Um, the boosters are shelling out for the football team. I don't know why <laughs> not for the basketball team. I mean, I know. Well, it's not as exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just not the same uh, groundswell of support. But the other part of that is um, it's, it's not all just – it is – money is a huge part of it for experienced shooters. But also, uh, it's just – I guess to me, I'm going to call it like it is. I think Tab Boyle is getting better at valuing shooting. But I don't think he's to the point where he will value shooting – at the detriment of other things that he finds valuable. So yeah. you could probably find 
shooters that can put the ball in the basket out there, but they will either be complete steep, stiffs on defense or black holes on offense. And I don't think Pat Boyle is willing to sacrifice those parts of what he deems valuable for raw shooting. I just don't think so. So, um, yeah. And like, it know, should be that the players we were looking at, were not pure shooters. Um, they just turned out to be too good of all around players for us to have in our budget. Yeah. And, and I, I think he is hoping for a, a reversion to form for a few guys that shot well two years ago. Luke oh. O'Brien was 40% two years ago. Hammond was around 38% two years ago. Um, even Simpson was better. And, uh, you know, you don't like hoping, especially when this is likely the most talented roster he's ever had. Um, but that's kind of where CU ends up. Um, I will and, say, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, if Cody Williams can be a lead ball handler that does open up things, um, because it wasn't like, like, we have this, hmm, how do I say this? We have essentially the same starters offensively. It's just Addie Lamkin will be there instead of Lawson Lovering. That's only change spacing. And then Cody will be there instead of Nick Clifford, um, who is a hypothetically a better shooter, but was effectively a non-shooter, um, sadly. But where am I going with this? Oh, KJ, um, I will defend KJ's poor shooting because he was playing through an injury, playing through sickness, and he was physically exhausted from not having any other ball handlers who could do anything with the ball. And right. he was getting double team trapped all the time, had their the other team's best defender on him. And all of the threes he was taking were self-created. Uh, a lot of those were chucks <laughs> to the detriment of the team. Um, but I think that he should be better with another ball handler. Um, like I said, I, we, I think we both wish that last scholarship was, was a, a proven shooter, but just wasn't an option for a lot of reasons, which is upsetting. Um, cause I kind of wanted this year to go all out. Um, and it looked pretty promising there for a sec, but Benga Dak is not a bad player, um, and will mm-hmm. not be a bad player. And, and early returns sound good for, um, I sound like Giop. Courtney Anderson is super young and won't play that much, but he looks no. huge. I love that. Um, and surprising could... amount of buzz about RJ Smith coming out. Oh, he's... so what's the buzz? Just that he is ready now. Uh, sounds like oh, he's okay. pretty much exactly what they what they want from that spot defender, and he he'll shoot a bunch. So, oh, I we forgot to mention Javon Ruffin's out for the season. That's a pretty big issue. Yes, that also sucks. Oh, yeah, that also sucks. no, that's a big 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 deal because he was kind of the guy where you're like oh if someone gets to play big minutes who we're not ex- exactly expecting it could be rough and because of his shooting and just generally smart play um yeah that sucks i hope he's better because he's been having injury after injury for the last three four years now um yeah do you have a- um do you have a starting five? For next year? Yeah. 
I think what you said is right. Um, Simpson, I would put Warren to the two or three. You know, I don't know what that looks like. The Silva at the three okay. or four. Um, Lampkin and oh, that last one is the one that would have been a nice transfer to have. Um, I could yeah. honestly see them doing Hammond. Um, you know, I could see uh, Hadley being somewhere in there. I think they Tad still loves Hadley. Um, the new number one. Took, he took the he took yeah. number one. I was about to write that up. I um, forgot about it. Do you like Luke yeah, O'Brien as a starter or as a sixth man? I I I think he I I think Tad loves him off the bench because he immediately brings in so much energy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Hadley's more steady. Um, I was going yeah. to say a point. Um. You don't necessarily have to be a good shooting team if you get 30% of offensive rebounds. <laughs> um, That's true. And Lankin will curve space, but we also know that uh, that is not what you get to sell on your team for. Like, he's not that guy. Yeah, but, um, but, 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 so. okay, but if you have Hadley, O'Brien, Lampkin, and then Williams, those are pretty good rebounders. No. Uh yeah, and Simpson. Simpson's a great rebounder for his side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You could do maybe, worse. Maybe, um maybe. But it's also been better it's been better to have oil teams at rebounding. Yeah. Oh, I meant to ask Tad because I only had five minutes with him and I got cut off because they're on a tight schedule, but I meant to ask about Eddie Lampkin and about what he's gonna bring back to the team that maybe they've been missing. Um uh yeah well maybe you'll catch him tomorrow yeah um, uh maybe um do you want to talk about the the team colorado at their back of the tbt, yeah, the TBT. okay, Daddy! okay. All right. He's so I wanna... <laughs> okay um have you looked at the roster yes it's it's like my college years <laughs> yeah. basically when, um, I'm, when i'm watching so, like, if you don't know what the – it's called The Tournament, also known as TBT. Colorado used to have their alumni team uh, as one of the best teams year after year after year. Um, and it was led by, like, Marcus Hall. Shannon Sharp yep. was there. He's still there. Marcus Relaford. Um, yep. And they just weren't – they just kind of got old. And they stopped coming. COVID yep. happened. Um, and we needed a, a refresh. And now Evan Batty is leading the team, professional player in Bulgaria now, and he's brought his guys. He's brought Deshaun Schwartz. He's brought Dallas Walton, Dominique Collier, Jariah Horn, yep. George King, yep. Yep. Shane Gatling. Let me scroll. Okay. Lucas Tyler Bay. Seward. Wait. No, he Lucas Seward had to withdraw because he's playing for Brazil. Damn it. Yeah. Uh Tyler Bay and then Old Heads, Xavier Johnson, Trey Sean Fletcher, Tory Miller yeah, Stewart. Baby. He was oh, the no, coach. Tor- he's, at, he's on the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. He's not playing. I wish he was playing. But I love 
that they brought back these guys. I love that they brought back players who transferred elsewhere. I love that they brought back Jariah Horn, who transferred to Colorado and then transferred back to where he came from. But he's still a buff. Trayshawn Fletcher, goddamn, I'm so happy about this. Yeah. Um, how many left? You gotta love Trayshawn. One, two. Oh, Shannon Sharp also, he is back. He's like, he's old now, but he's still he can still jump. Um, this is a weird roster. And it makes yeah. very little sense. There's like one guard, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Collier, right? Yeah. Uh, Nick Collier, and I guess Shane Gatlin's a guard. That's all you need. Uh, Trayshawn Fletcher is going to be a ball handler. George King is listed as a point guard. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, he better have really worked on the handle. I'm pretty sure everybody on this team is listed as a point guard or a power forward. Oh, there's a small forward. Small forward. Okay. Let's see what else forward. do you need? What else do you need? I want to um, write these down and think of a of a starting lineup. Wait. Do I draft? What? <laughs> draft this team? Yeah. Yes. All right, you get first pick. Something's easy. Deshaun Swartz just signed a pro contract in France. Hell yeah. Oh, nice. I get first I pick? A, Deshaun Schwartz is a bucket in Europe, I think. I think he just was great in uh, Turkey. I think he's going to have a long career there. I, he figured it out. I get first pick? Yeah. And I, and I, and I can't just take the mayor of Boulder. I guess I could, but... You can, just, you can take him. I mean, this is just pure nostalgia play anyways. So I'm just going to pick my boy. Uh, <laughs> the guy I love for no reason at all. Give me, give me Trayshawn Fletcher, dude. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> he was going to be my first give pick. Because I need ball <laughs> Okay, okay. Give me Trayshawn Fletcher. He's my boy. Uh, I need to take Deshaun Schwartz because I think he's he's gotten really good. Like I don't know what happened. I maybe everything clicked for yeah. him. But um, yeah. No, I need I need a go to score. Okay, we both have a go to scores. Both lefties. Yeah. I mean, basically lefty wings. Each other. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, I'll take my defensive stopper. Give me Tyler Bay. Okay, give me Evan Batty. Damn it. Oh, he was on the second Fenerbahce team. It's still good. He still averaged a lot. Um, did you know Thomas Aki is okay. plays professionally in Turkey for one of the best teams? He still plays professionally? Yeah. No, he's like on one of the best teams in Turkey. Wow. I found wow. that out the other right. day. I'll take George King. Okay. That was my next pick. Um, give me Xavier Johnson. Nice. I, I'm interested to see what he looks like. If he has maintained... Nice? Anything he could be a bucket. I don't uh, know. <laughs> okay, I'll take Collier, I guess. 
Okay. Give me Jariah who is, Horn. Who is handling the ball for you? I have Deshaun Schwartz. <laughs> oh, my God. My team is just... so much better than yours. Okay, wait. Hang on a second. I'm not writing these down, so. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and then to bang with, I'll take Walton. You'll take Walton? Okay, that means I get Gatling. Did we forget okay, anyone? Okay, my team is so much better than your team, dude. Okay, wait, what's my team? We, we probably should have snake drafted, but whatever. No, 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 no snake draft. <laughs> uh, so I have Shane Gatling. I, I have yeah. Deshaun Schwartz. Yeah. Wait, I'm writing this down. You have down. Horn, right? I have XJ, I have Horn. My team is not that bad. No. But you're basically relying if you get if you get hot, you're you're the best team in the tournament. But uh, yeah. and yeah, Batty, and team. you have Batty. Yeah, yeah. So Gatling at the one ish. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Schwartz and That's XJ. That's not good for you, man. X- Schwartz, Schwartz and XJ are mostly gonna be my ball handlers. Horn and then Batty. The offense is running through Batty. Oh, that's very important. Offense running through Batty with shooters all around him. I, I mean, like you are screwed, though. My team, yeah. Oh, you are dead. Right, okay, see. so I get, I get Dom Collier as a classic lead guard, little pest on defense. I got shooting guard George King, the yeah. one of the best shooters in Colorado history. He should have been uh, my first He's a pick. bucket. Treshawn Fletcher, nice big-bodied wing. Learned how to create his own shot at Toledo. Love Dude, him. he averaged like five assists a game, too, at Toledo. Yeah, he's gonna he's a linchpin. Tyler Bay is a defensive roamer and stopper who can get can, lobs and dunks. I can live with that. Uh, and then Dallas Walton is the anchor in the middle and a five out weapon uh, on offense. Five out with Tyler Bay at the power forward. Four out offense. <laughs> I, I like my team better. I like it better. Yeah, it's you're insane. So I, I have a system. Uh, yeah, you're insane. I regret the XJ pick. I was hoping to get George King instead of him. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I win. It's fine. Yeah, um, oh, you're not going to write well, This was one for okay. us. And RIP <laughs> to Seward. I wanted to see him again. Let's see. Oh, also, Zach Rubisom is the head coach. Yeah, Tori uh, Miller, the, assistant coach. The, yeah, he, well, Rubisom is the director of player development. So this is at CU. So this is fun coaching experience for him. Oh, I think that's the position Nate Tomlinson had. Um, so keep an eye on that. Um, we forgot to draft Shannon Sharp, but that's okay. <laughs> He's got to be like, what, 35 now? We'll see. We'll see bit. what happens with this team. I think they play Where's Purdue. Carlin Brown at, dude? On... Yeah, I think so. Oh, where is Carl Brown? Oh, no, he retired like five years ago. I think he was having some like knee issues or something damn he doesn't play um, yeah he was like 28 i think he's a coach now austin Dufault too is a coach i knew that he was with the lakers um all right let's wrap this up yeah let's move over to football the more fun stuff oh, yeah, so please is. what default still with the lakers no carlon brown is a uh is an, is an assistant coach at grand canyon university Oh, that's awesome. I think. That's like yeah. closer than I expected. 
to like, oh. legitimate uh, successor. Uh, no, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. He was a graduate assistant at GCU. Now he's a head coach at a prep school in Arizona. Oh, that's still that's not bad. Something. Yeah. That's how it starts, no, he's man. Good. But like that, that team we had had a lot of coaches. Dufault, Tomlinson, Tomlinson. Yeah. Um, Alec Burks, once he eventually stops becoming a bucket in the NBA. Nah, I think Andre um, Robertson's more likely to coach. I was thinking the tournament team also, not the one with Burks, but go off. So, uh, pivoting quickly to football, um, let's, let's get this out of the way. Seems like Deion Sanders' surgery for blood clots was successful, um, which is great to hear, and hopefully that gets him a little bit more mobility. Um, you know, we only know about this because he gets he chooses to share about this. Um, which, you know, is not something that I would necessarily do. Um, but, like, you know, I, I appreciate that, the, the look in, I guess. Um, and uh, I'm glad it went well. Yeah. Um, um, nothing happy, else to add there. Yeah. Happy, happy he's healthy. Yeah. Um, and, and, and other things of the uh, – there's my segue. Another thing of the football kind. Um, looks like the last remaining straggler who is not on campus just arrived on campus this week with Cormani McLean, the five-star cornerback, finally getting on campus. So I believe almost everyone in the spring 2023 recruiting class is now around and available. Um, so great they he's going to be immediately put into summer conditioning they've been putting out summer conditioning videos um sam i know you don't care but there is an immediate difference i've noticed in the size of the team now that we've turned it over um mm. which is fun uh they're small i would say some pre- no what no they're not wait uh, okay hang on a second sorry are you no, what are you not. talking about our skill position players are small our receivers are small but you're insane. What? No, what they're not. Who? No. Our DBs no, are kind of small. Dude, you're f- insane. What are you talking about? What are you expecting to look like? Travis Hunter weighs like 165 pounds. Cormani McClellan, no. 160. I was about to single out. I was about to single out Travis Hunter as someone who, in fact, doesn't look small anymore. I think oh, Travis okay. Hunter anymore. Looks- Sorry, I haven't seen the pictures before and after. Did Cameron oh, Selman my- Craig? If only you call? listened to what I was saying. I was was looking up Jeremy Adams' LinkedIn profile. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He's he's a self-driven, charismatic son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. No. When you start talking football stuff, that's like my time to rest. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Okay, Sorry. Um, Sorry. So, anyways, uh, keep that in the back of your hat. Um, oh, my God. I just realized I was accidentally control-shifting everything um, because I put my right. phone on my keyboard, and I was like, why is Doom freaking out? Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, keep that. I would say start watching those videos with the summer conditioning. You know, kind of skip around. That's what I do. I don't watch 15 minutes every day. But it's interesting to see some the people that have definitely made gains 
Um, I'd also like to shout out Tank Lichtenhan from last year, the left tackle. He looks he uh, he looks like that's, a mammoth. He, he's, that's who people were referring to as Tank. I didn't know. I had no yeah. idea. That was his nickname. Yeah, yeah. He he looks good. Um, okay. And uh, Shane Cokes is is still a beast. So um, yeah, I I you know I have appreciated getting that look in, into it. Um, seems like everyone's on campus. I think the last remaining holdover of people we know about is Brendan Gant. I don't think we've seen Brendan Gant yet from Florida State, but everyone else should be around. And uh, also keep an eye out. I'll see if we can cross-post feed-wise. I just recorded this week or last week a three-hour episode with the uh, Oregon guys, uh, the Addicted to Quack guy, Hitler Day, and their podcast, The Quack 12. Um, Hitler Day is incredible. He watches more film than anyone I've ever seen ever. So he always has the best questions and goes, and we go position by position at CU. He waited as long as possible because CU's team was, you know, in construction when he started doing this stuff. Um, but we went through position by position. And then at the very end, after the mics went off, we talked about some of our record predictions. Um, and Sam, any questions you might have about that, I'd be happy to answer here before we start doing our own preview stuff. Roster construction? Roster construction, record predictions. He had a very surprising um, prediction that I can tease here and also just reveal outright. I don't know what I'd be teasing it for. Like, I, I'm not going to write it up. So, you know, but ask away. The schedule's not that bad. You're insane. What? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no, um, the schedule is unquestionably hard, but I don't what, think it's possible. What do you think is the biggest strength of this team right now, as things stand? Position, like uh, position, position group. group wise. Yeah, I would say our best position, top to bottom, is probably the running backs. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, starting running back, Alton McCaskill, who I think is a top three starter in the Pac-12. Uh, behind him, you have Cavosier Smoke, who's done it for a million years at, at, at Kentucky um, and is a great change of pace. Dylan Edwards is one of the best freshmen and will be one of the fastest players in the country immediately. Um, adding to that, Sylveon Wilkerson rushed for 1,000 last year at Jackson State, familiar with the players, familiar with the offense. Um, runs kind of like Philip Lindsay, where it's just like, you know, he's going to die. He can't say that. Extra two yards. He does, though. It's similar build, okay, and okay. it's it's the same, you know, kind of manic look in their eyes. And they're just like, they, you know, it's 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 oh. like a speed Sandra Bullock scenario where uh, strapped to their chest is is a bomb. And if they don't fight every for every extra inch, the bomb goes off, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I appreciate the reference. And then, so you're – your fifth best running back is arguably our best running back from last year, Anthony Hankerson. And that's number five this year. Um, and that's not including Charlie Offerdahl. So that's a group. So are you not? That is a um, I guess like like that is pretty good depth. Like Offerdahl being fifth is pretty is pretty nice. Sixth. Um are you oh six, okay. Um are you worried that um McCaskill has been injured and Cavosier's smoke has kind of not looked the same since he did as a freshman because of his injuries? No, McCaskill was a full participant in Houston Spring before he transferred. So I mm. think he's pretty much recovered. Seems like he still has a pretty gnarly brace on in the videos. But um, you know, if you're playing, if you're tackling in in, sp- in the spring, 
I trust that you will be able, good to go. Um, Carosier Smoke, yeah, kind of petered out after his, his retro freshman year, but also Kentucky's running backs, nothing to sneeze at in that time. You know, Benny Sm- Snell, Chris Rodriguez, like good NFL backs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're not asking to be anything more than pass pro and a leak out on third down with some nice, tough running in there. I mean, he's ripped. If you look at the videos, he's huge. So mm-hmm. um, really good ad, you know, not, not concerned. I would say our second best position group, or maybe our best position group is the safeties. Our safety room is just low. I like the safeties. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other questions? Does it matter that our tight ends don't look that good? Like I mean, like no disrespect to Louis Passarello, but like... no, they look. It's a it's it's our worst room by far. Um, okay. And I actually was saying this on their podcast. My hot take is that our starting tight end by the time the season gets around will be walk on Eli Yelverton, um, who oh, was a scholarship a player team. at Iowa. He was a scholarship player at Iowa as a tight end before he basically dropped out medically and I don't know, kind of fell out of love with the game or something. Um, but the reason I say that is because he had Brian Ferentz play. Wait, let me make a joke. Brian Ferentz will do that to a player. Yes. Yeah. Cade McNamara okay, is trying his best. Yeah. Uh, Cade, Cade McNamara is like your cool new stepdad. He's like, no, it's not that bad. No, we're having fun here. You know. Um, I thought he was supposed to be an anyway. old school tight ends coach who just wanted blocking. But he's like, he's chill about it. Tim Brewster or Brian Ferentz? Oh, no, no, no. What ty- Who's McNamara? Kate McNamara is the quarterback from Michigan who's now Iowa's starting quarterback. Okay. So what are you saying? I'm saying that Kate McNamara is like leading the recruiting charge for Iowa's offense because he can be like, nah, I think now oh, it's yeah. not like your old shitty dad. I'm your new cool dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like they can sell the um, promise. Like once you guys get here um, and we purposefully don't get to 250 points on the season, in which case Brian right. Ferentz will be fired right. um, because there's the clause in his contract. Then then we'll have a new offensive coordinator. So here's why I say Yalverton is, is likely to start, in my opinion. Yeah. He's walk-on yeah. right now. He went he went to Trinity Christian High School with Shador Sanders as a high schooler and, and played with him there. Uh, out of high school, he, had, he picked Iowa over offers from Auburn, Georgia, us, Florida, Indiana, Kansas State, LSU, Michigan, Michigan State, Ole Miss, Oregon, Penn State. You get the picture, right? One of the yeah. best in the country. Um, and if he becomes what – you know, if he, if he is half of what he was potentially, then that's going to be something. But also I think that is unquestionably our worst on-paper position group. Um, and, you know, Sean Lewis doesn't really use the tight end that much. So, um, yeah, whatever. And, okay, so not having a back quarterback is whatever because we're fucked if Travis – or if Shadour gets hurt anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, quarterback looks good. Someone should break out next to Travis Hunter. Uh, it looks very good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, deep. Linebackers look good. What's wrong with this team? Is there any issue? What's wrong with this team besides? Well, you, you'd argue chemistry and scheme install is going to be a bitch because you have like yeah. two two months. Um, you know, athletically, we are, I would say now in like the middle of the pack, which 
is a just incredible leap over what last year's team looked like athletically. Yeah. The offensive line will be an experiment. Um, I kind of like how they dealt with it, but it'll be an experiment. Um, and like you said, if Shiro gets hurt this season's toast at all, it, you know, it's not like it's not even like if he misses a few games. Like if Shiro Sanders misses a series, I I don't even we're relying on two freshmen behind him, two two freshmen. So like eh, it'll be rough. Um, it'll look like the Kendall and, Hinton at quarterback Broncos offense. Nice. There you go. Thank you. Uh, or Lynn Bound in Kentucky coming back again. So, oh, yeah, I don't wait. know. No, uh, no, no, you can't do that to me. He ran for like 250 yards that game. <laughs> uh, in terms of what's wrong with this team, it, I mean, I don't think we have the talent, at least in the trenches, definitely in the trenches, to compete with like Utah or USC or Oregon. Um, but I guess I'll leave this podcast with this. When I was chatting with the Oregon friend, uh, I am – he was the only non-CU fan I've ever heard make this claim, and I kind of agree with it. And part of it's his hatred of this other team as opposed to how much he likes CU's team. But um, we were chatting, and I, I and this is all off the record, so I'm probably screwing myself for future appearances. But he did, in fact, say that he expects um, not only a close game when CU plays TCU week one, but he expects CU to beat TCU in week one. Interesting. I was going to say that that's a sneaky possible upset. TCU is 22 point favorites right now. So, um, would be an upset, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it seems like he was not a, he thought last year's TCU team had a ton of luck on their side and they're losing a lot. Oh, of defensive yeah, starters. They did. Um, here's all I'll say is, uh, I can't remember when this happened, but maybe CU fans are familiar with a team that lost a lot of defensive senior leadership and a quarterback that was the heart of the team that overcame his physical limitations through tough running. Um, and that team went pretty far and then got absolutely destroyed in the postseason. And even though the next year's team was more talented on paper due to good recruiting, it wasn't quite the same. I don't know if CU's ever seen anything like that in the last seven years or so. That said, we did that team did start with a absolute <laughs> dismantling of Colorado State. Um, and I think, yeah, I think TCU will, whenever they play their version of Wait, Colorado State, will team? do the same. I mixed up years. 20, that was not the right, that was not the year. Was uh, the 2018 was the LaVisca Chanel yeah. breakout game where it was Lamin and, and LaVisca, and they just fig- figured out that they were better than anyone else on the field. 2017, actually, I believe, was a gross game. Where Stephen Mont, I think there was like three PIs, offensive PIs that wiped out yeah. two touchdowns or something. And uh, yeah. that's because they were pushing up. I, no, it was it was legit. You know, it was Literally, legit. The CU coaching staff told the refs like, I "Watch out, McIntyre!" I watched McIntyre point him out. I watched Holy that BC happen. Johnson is pushing him off every time. Yeah, I, I watched it happen. But yes, that yeah. game was disgusting. That game was disgusting. Yeah, um, no, I was there for that game. That sucks. I also got uh, no, who's elbowed. to say that, Wait, that? Yeah, I also got elbowed in the face by a drunk CU student on the bus to that game, which was fun. And they that's why you have your distinctive crook in your nose. <clears throat> what? That's why you have the distinctive crook in your nose. I do not have a crook in my nose. You fucking doof. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Anyways, it was a great podcast. We will retweet it whenever it goes out and definitely read his article trying to break down CU stuff. Like I said, Are you talking about this um, podcast or that podcast? The org- the one I just did with the Oregon AI. Um, oh, okay. I always try no, to plug it when I can because it is so in-depth. He watched Sam, he watched three years of Kent State games to get a feel for Sean Lewis's offense. Like, I'm telling you, he watches a lot of stuff. Like, this guy's insane. Yeah, man. Um, no, you've so talked about him always, many times before. Yeah, he's always so well-informed. He's always the best. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, okay, I'm done. Uh, signing off from Hungary. Uh, Jack, you're signing off from Denver. Uh, I refuse to give my location. <laughs> to get doxxed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say the tornado landed somewhere near me. Oh, Platteville, Colorado, where I grew up. Uh, no, there was a tornado that landed in, in Colorado Springs. Or, or, sorry, no, Highlands Ranch. Highlands Ranch had a tornado. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Bye, yeah, man. Bye Jack. Take All cover. Right. <laughs> but-